Welcome to Christian Classics with a question mark. My name is Kyle. And I'm Justin. And we are here to discuss Christian Classics? Justin, can the music that we've been listening to for years and years be considered classics? I don't know, but that's what we're here to find out. So in Christian Classics, we are, just so you know, huge Christian music fans. And so each week we are going to explore... A Christian album that some may consider classic and uh, we'll go through that album track by track talk about it give our opinions have a little fun with it at the end of the episode we'll come back around and discuss if the album still holds up or not and if it should have the title of Christian classic that's right and I am very excited to go on this journey with you uh, for one you're one of my best friends I love you buddy and to be able to do something like this is absolutely incredible. But also, we, like you said, we love Christian music and we love that we get to listen to it and kind of talk about our opinions of it. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll have some special guests as we go throughout this podcast journey. Uh, so it's going to be a really great time. Now, with that being said, with our this is our first episode. Very excited to present it to you. However, like anything that you start, there are issues, there are glitches. I just ask you, uh, as you go through this first episode and some of the earlier episodes, just bear with us. We're figuring out, we're tweaking, but we promise we're going to give you the best product we can week in and week out. That's right. So if you're a big fan of Christian music like we are, or if you just want to learn more about the world of CCM music, we encourage you to follow along, uh, like, subscribe, do all those things you do with podcasts, and uh, we're happy to have you on this journey with us. So welcome to our podcast. Justin, how are you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, Kyle. I'm excited about this. I am too. I am too. Uh, so Justin and I, for those of you who are listening and, and don't know, we are uh, best friends, truly. I figure we could talk a little bit about our history because um, what we're doing here is we're, we're getting a podcast where we just listen to contemporary Christian music. Uh, we love Christian music. Um, that's really how we bonded, right? Right, for sure. Um, so we both went to the same college. Mm -hmm. I'm a little older than Kyle. So um, he was a freshman when I was a senior and ended up in my dorm. I don't know if you want me to tell this whole story, but... Yeah, go um, for it. <laughs> so he ended up in my dorm. I was working at the campus radio station at that point, and that was something he was interested in. And somebody had told him that he needed to talk to me about that. I had no idea who he, who he was. <laughs> And he comes up to me one day in the cafeteria and is like, I heard that you're on the radio. And, and uh, it was this kind of awkward conversation, interaction. And uh, like, who was that kid? And then uh, one thing led to another. And uh, he ended up being uh, my radio co-host for a while. That's so. right, yeah. yeah. And I continued on after you for about a year and a half. So um, it was a lot of fun. I, I always have fond memories of doing that with you. Uh, and that's really how we, like I said, that's how we became best friends. Uh, and from our love of Christian music, you know, we bonded over whether it was casting crowns or newsboys or, uh, audio adrenaline or anything like that. Um, I'm sure there's others that I'm just forgetting. And we, we bonded over our hate of some Christian music, you know, <laughs> Um, and we've been to a lot of concerts together just recently we went to rock the universe which was a ton of fun um so we were like man we talk about this all the time let's 
let's record. Maybe someone else will be interested in it because I, I know there's a few people out there who like Christian music, love Christian music just as much as we do. Um, and so here we are. We're finally making a podcast. What It's been like a half year talking about it, a year talking about it. Yeah, this this specific iteration of talking about it. Yeah, I think we've talked about it for years, to be completely honest. But True. Yeah, finally doing it. Finally yeah. doing it. Yeah, me too. Um, and so what we're going to do first is I figure we can talk about our the first albums that really impacted us um, or that we remember listening to. Um, yeah. So this week we're going we're gonna to start with you. Uh, so if you kind of want to introduce what we're talking about and uh, talk about why maybe this impacted you, whatever you want? Sure. So starting off, you have to know that um, I grew up in a Christian home, a pretty conservative Christian home. And for my childhood, really, my early childhood, um, we, we listened to a lot of Southern gospel music in our house. And that and some like, you know, children's Christian music. Um, but Southern gospel was pretty much it. So somebody that worked with my dad at one point um, knew that he liked Christian music and they're like, well, here's an album that I think you'll enjoy. And they, they gave him the album that we're going to talk about today um, on cassette tape. And um, he liked it. He brought it home and I loved it. Um, my brother, I think, you know, liked it pretty well. My mom, however, <laughs> was not a huge fan. She's definitely come around now. Okay. Um, but I, I will never forget her, her famous line with anything that was a little more contemporary was it's too Rocky. And so, um, this album for sure, um, was one that she labeled too Rocky at first. Sure. All that being said, this album really helped shape my love of Christian music and contemporary Christian music specifically, and really like, you know, the pop side of that. So the album we're talking about today is Life, Love, and Other Mysteries by Point of Grace. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this. And I hadn't really heard this album. I've heard of really one song on it from the radio. Um, and unfortunately, even modern radio, because uh, as we'll talk about, this album came out, what, 96, right? 1996 on Word Records. On Word Records, yeah. So um, just a little history on this album, because uh, I did, I wanted to know a, a little bit more about Point of Grace because they weren't my go-to band or anything like that. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but what I found out, and this is all from Wikipedia, so you know how uh, reliable that is. <laughs> um, first of all, yes, yeah, so it was w- with Word Records and it was their first album with Word Records. Um, and I understand it was their hardest record to record. For the reason they were signed by this gentleman named John Mays, and he left Word Records after they were signed. So they were kind of in between like these different people, and no one really uh, would help was helping them out. So they kind of were left to figure out what they had to do on their own. Um, so far, so good? Or um, I'll accept it wasn't their first album on Word. It was actually their third. Oh, it was. Yeah, their self-titled and the whole truth were both on Word as well. Oh, so maybe, okay, so there we go. We're already wrong. Um, um, They were the executive producers on the album? 
I didn't even look at that. Oh, you don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yes, they are. They are. Okay. Uh, I have to say, Kyle made uh, made not made fun of me, but thought it was funny that I still had the, the CD. <laughs> I'm old school still. I, I still buy my stuff on CD if I can. So Now, they made a, a few music videos with this. Um, yes. But again, their big song was Keep the Candle Burning, and they were on tour or promoting the album, and they used the Dallas Mavericks jet to go yes. to five different cities, and they used like different footage from this for the music video. Um, Keep the Candle Burning, it went to number one. Um, and it was their most successful album to date. It was gold in 1997 and platinum in 1999. Yes. yes. For Christian music, that is quick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great, I'm very popular album. And it was a number one album for 10 weeks from what I understand, which I, I mean, so, yeah. yeah, that's two, I mean, two and a half months. That's pretty great. Uh, it was the top, top five selling albums in 1997 and top 10 in 1998. So for two years, it was a big deal, um, this album. So I was very impressed. Um, yeah. I saw also they were nominated for a Grammy in 1997. Um, yes. they actually, do you know what they lost to? I don't. It lost to Neil Joseph and Norman Miller for tri- Miller for Tribute, uh, the songs of Andre Crouch. Okay. And this was a tribute album, so I feel like that's not even fair. So we'll just say that they won it. The running joke that DC Talk, if they were ever nominated or any of their members were ever nominated, they always won, no matter. (laughs) Solo got the Grammy that year. But anyway. All right. Um, They have have their favorites. (laughs) That's true. So that was uh, for Best Pop Contemporary Gospel Album is what it was nominated for in the Grammys. Um, they were nominated at the Dove Awards, too. They were nominated for Group of the Year. They lost that. Do you know who? I don't. All right. Can you guess? Think of that uh, time. See, this was 90, 97. 97 right? Yeah. Um, probably like, I want to say like Avalon or Third Day. But... Oof, no, it was, Third Day is kind of close. It was Jars of Clay. It makes sense. Flood yeah. would have been real would have been really right popular right then. Yeah. And this was actually shocking. Keep the Candle Burning was nominated for Song of the Year, but there was another song that won. Does it make sense to you that it won or no? I understand why it won. However, I'm probably in the minority when I say I don't think it's really a Christian song. Hmm. It's more of a country song, if that helps. Hmm. I was going to guess something by like Sixpence None the Richer, but... No, no, no. Uh, is Butterfly Kisses. Oh, Bob Carlisle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that one. Man, they were robbed on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because, I, again, I don't, I mean, not that it's a bad song or anything. I just don't consider it necessarily a Christian song. Right. I guess he was on a Christian label at that point. So Probably. Uh, so, yeah. So that's a little history of them. Um, as far as that album, now I didn't go back to when they were in school and everything, but, uh, yeah, that goes way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we might go over albums where we can talk about that. So I don't necessarily want to get into it. So I wanted to focus on this so, album. You mentioned the video about where they flew on the jet to the different cities that day or whatever. Yes. If you thought my still having the CD was funny, you're going to get a kick out of this. Ah, uh, the VHS. <laughs> I had that. Does it have a music video on there? Because I looked for it on yeah. YouTube and I could not uh, find it. Yeah. It has, let's see, one, two, three, four. It has like six different videos, wow. song videos, and a bunch of like interviews and stuff. It's actually 
if you're a fan of them, it's pretty interesting. <coughs> yeah, sure. But, anyway. Yeah, I couldn't find the videos. I did find, however, their performance at the Dove Awards for okay. Keep the Candle Burning. Oh, man. Uh, I could talk about this. this is, it was so funny to watch. First of all, they're all in suits. I mean, power suits. You know. <laughs> they have that short mom hair, everything going on. And can I tell you, the crowd lost it as soon as they went into that first co- chorus. They went nuts. And that's that's Christian music artists, so it's not like just fans. These are people who are in the industry and they I mean they lost it. Lost it when they harmonized. And I, I don't blame them. I get chills thinking about it. It was it's pretty great um harmony. Uh and they do a little choreography where oh boy. It was fun back in the nineties, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, they just it's it's one it's one moment. It's not even the whole thing. Like I'm sure that they walked and stuff certain ways, but they do a little turn at some point and that was it. That was them dancing the whole thing. So I thought that was pretty they, funny. They, they went to a Baptist university. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's a little history and a little uh uh from the only performance I saw. Nice. I think you covered it pretty well. Oh, Good stuff. You. The only thing I would add to that is, so they had this streak, and we can talk about this at another time too, but sure. they had this streak um, where they had the most number consecutive number one radio songs of any artist in any genre of music. Wow. I think they beat out Alabama, I think, to get the title. Wow. Um, but anyway, that's a, I'm saying that only because um, this album, four of the ten songs uh, went number one. So... And again, the only one I heard was Keep the Candle Burning. I mean, I guess I just wasn't into that music. I, I can't sure. can't talk about it. All right. Do you, you want to get into the album then? Sure. All right. Let's do it. All right. So I think you should lead this just because you know the album. I will give right. you my first impressions of it and what I thought as we go on. All right. So the album starts out with the title track, Life, Love, and Other Mysteries. Mm-hmm. I've always loved the intro on this one. It starts yeah. out acapella, but it's like a powerful, punchy acapella thing yeah. going on. And then like this really like crisp acoustic guitar comes in. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that was just really a cool way to start an album. So I really, really enjoy that about this particular song. Oh, I 100% agree. And I, I, what you're, I think you're talking about with that powerful pop is that those harmonies are so incredible. Um, they really nail it. And uh, what I said was beautifully done. Um, I agree with the acoustic guitar. I, I thought this song was a bop. In all honesty, I was I was kind of dancing around as I was listening to it. It is very, very good. Yeah, I, uh, I've always enjoyed this one for sure. Um, I like lyrically how it kind of progresses mm-hmm. in this song. Um, they, it starts out, you know, talking about different ways that people try to find meaning in life. Um, and then they kind of answer that by saying that in a nutshell, that all, all we ever need is found in Christ. So <laughs> the verse is kind of, yes. Know, However, sure. Now what I would say to that, the rhyme scheme is a little, ah, uh, oh, man, I don't know even know how to say it. It's just a little defiance and science. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just a little weird. And I mean I get what they were doing, but it was like, oh, this has that same ending, so let's put them together. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that works or not. I mean as a twelve year old I thought it was really cool. Oh but... totally. I could I see, see that. <laughs> I can see how that would be a little off. Yeah. I see. <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, the main point of the song, I sure. think, is good. Sure. And it's pretty, it's relevant even now. So Absolutely. I think it's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the times that we're living in. And I yep. mean, we're doing this podcast just because we want to have fun and uh, it's crazy time. So this song really kind of brought that to life. There's, there's a few songs on here where I was like, oh man, this is so relevant today. And um, with yeah. COVID going on and, and, and racial discrimination and all this stuff, that's really uh, just pressing the news. It's a lot of negativity and these, uh, these songs were a bright spot um, in, in a dark world, I feel. Um, yeah. I noted, too, the end was a lot of fun. Um, I don't remember specifically what I liked about it, but I thought it was, I thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to remember. I guess they kind of do, like, this weaving in and out kind of thing. Yeah, I think, like, I think it was just them moving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I this see. is one, too, where they change the rhythm in part of the chorus mm-hmm. at the end, too. Yeah, I, I, I noted a key change, and I was like, oh, there it is. They did that a lot in this album. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I think the main takeaway from this song is God is in control. He's yeah. sovereign. Yeah. We can trust him no matter what we're going through. 100%. 100% agree, and what a way to kick it off. A fun song. Man, I'm ready for this album. And that yes. goes right into Keep the Candle Burning. Yes. Which, again, and is this. another bop. Man, that is yeah. a great song. <laughs> yeah. I love that you're loving these. Like, Because I wasn't sure. Because you didn't grow up with this album. I did and- not. And I did, and I think that in a way can skew your perspective a little bit, um, just because it's something I grew up with, and it has such you know a nostalgic kind sure. of thing for me. Sure. So it'll, it's interesting to see with this album, and as we go, as we do and progress with the, the podcast, you know, like how that will play out for each of us. Like hearing yeah. some of these older albums and and trying to see, like you said earlier, how they hold up today, or, or what sure. we feel about. Them. I didn't grow up with them. We can we so, can yeah. vote at the end too. Like, do these hold up or do they not? So maybe we'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, keep the candle burning. This this was a number one song, as you've already said. Yeah. And this was my first real introduction to them as a band as well. Before we even had the album, um, a couple of girls at my school attempted to sing this song at the spring concert. Theme. Oh no! Attempted. I I heard that word. <laughs> but it was. It was funny because, you know, I said my mom was always like, it's too rocky. I remember thinking going to this conservative Christian school as well, like, oh, man, that's really like, that's something, you know, (laughs) compared to what we normally have at these concerts. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I I loved it. Um, A couple lyrics that stood out, trying to drown. I thought that was an odd choice of of lyrics. I get with what the statement is saying, but I was like, man, that's dark. <laughs> well, but I mean, hey, we're lighting up the darkness, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then soul is churning. The only time I think of churning is, is milk. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or butter. <laughs> like, oh no, that's not good. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm looking at the lyrics just because I know drown was in there, but I was trying to remember the context of it. Yeah. So, the lyric is, I've seen the tears you've cried falling down and trying to drown the flame of hope inside. Oh, uh, so okay, okay. So it's still really dark, though. <laughs> I, ha- I was like, I, I don't remember it being that dark. Yeah. <laughs> and I was 
well, it's hidden behind this really great beat and everything. So it's like, it's like, oh, oh no, that's that's kind of dark. I don't know if I like that or not. That's that's what I thought. I was like, oh man, what is that? Uh, so, <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, I, and like you said before, this is probably their most recognizable song. Like. If you say point of grace to anybody who knows anything about Christian music, they're probably going to think of this song. So Yeah. Um, I know I do. Yeah. Um, love the guitar solo. <laughs> that's my was, next yeah. that guitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it, man. <laughs> I mean, that was probably one of the things too that like made this seem like so rocky, uh, you know, like it has this like screaming little guitar solo in the middle of it. Yeah, but in 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 again, looking at it in today's time, it's uh it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, that's really soft. That's like them trying to be hip, but it probably wasn't at the time. It was probably kind of the norm right. uh, as far as um, guitar solos go. Loved the bridge where they had the light music and the clapping and oh man, their harmonies going. Oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I love that too. Uh, that's that kind of thing gets me every time. Though. Yeah. Like, this is a really good example of that. For yep. Sure. And like you were saying about, oh, were they just trying to be hip or whatever? I feel like this whole album, they were, it's almost like they were trying to push the envelope mm-hmm. of what Christian pop kind of was at that point in time, sure. but still trying to keep it a little bit safer. Like, I feel like if it would have been mixed a little differently, like the entire album, I feel like it would be, I don't know, I guess a little bit I think better could... or maybe have weathered a little bit better for sure. now, you know? I think it could be the times, though, because I do remember, like, at, at least in the early 90s, pop kind of being that way. So, yeah. I mean, it might have been a little bit behind the curve, but for the most part, it was that, you know, it's like a mixture of gospel and pop, I feel. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, And, I mean, that's always been kind of a, a criticism of Christian music is obviously the lyrics are the most important thing if if that's what... You know, if you want to be a Christian artist, like that's that's your message. But that that you can almost tell just by listening to a song if it's supposed to be Christian or not, because the vocals are always mixed a little hotter than than right. in like mainstream music. Yeah. Anyway, that's a uh, rabbit trail. But <laughs> yeah, this song. I think the main takeaway was just you know don't lose hope. Once again, no matter how dark things look, God is yeah. always with us, and keep your light yeah. shining. Keep for candle burning. Yeah. Don't hide Matthew it under five. a bush. <laughs> yep. And I had Matthew 5 written down, you are the light of the world, a city on the hill cannot be hidden. And like you said, nor do people light it, a lamp and place it under a basket, but uh-huh. put it on a stand and it gives light to all the house. There you go. The same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So that's the way it's meant to be. And this one was also a number one song. Was it? Way. Okay. I was not aware of until, I mean, I was, but like, I, this is one that you forget was a, was a big song. I, sure. I just never recall that, but yeah, this was one of those ones where I was like, oh man, I thought these were really positive lyrics. I thought it was great that they were, you know, talking about joining together. Um, and I thought it was just so relevant for today where we just need to, you know, get together and, you know, whether, you know, it's politics, whether it's church, different churches, different, um, uh, you know, whatever it is, we just kind of need to put that all aside and come together for this one purpose, uh, which is, you know, his way. It's uh, Jesus, you know. 
Right. It's all about unity and yeah, exactly, love. exactly. And that's not that's not like you know people saying that you know we have to believe what other people believe. No, it's just putting aside our differences and understanding humans are humans. Um, you know, Jesus called us to love everyone. Right. We need to be unified. We need to be unified, first of all, as a church, as a church body in Christ. Um, also, we need to help the people around us and, and join them in hopes that, hey, they're going to come to us. You know, they're going to come on our, quote unquote, our side. Um, you know, this Christian uh, lifestyle that we live. Right. So, so I thought that was really cool. It's just like a super fun song. Yeah. Too. Yeah, man, I love the synth organ in it. I love the trumpets. I love the brass in it. Yeah. Uh, so you got it for me. I'm not a huge a huge horn person when it comes to like this type of music. Not really into ska music. You got to do it right. Yeah, no. <laughs> At all. I know you were. I love it. Are, I still I do. Hate, <laughs> I just don't do ska. But <laughs> this one I feel like the horns were done well. Yeah. In a, in a totally. song. So I really enjoyed that part of it too. Funny story about this one though. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> two people that I know once argued over this song. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> the lyrics of this song. Uh, but and it, this went on for a while. Turns out one of them was actually talking about the Motown song Love Train. <laughs> okay. It, I mean, to be fair, it does have a few similar lyrics. Sure, but sure. I still laugh wow. about that when I hear this song because I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> this is not but anyway. <laughs> Let's move on to Jesus Doesn't Care. So this is one of those, as, um, the growing up in the conservative Christian household that I did, when I saw the lyric, or not the lyrics, when I saw the um, track listing for the first time, I was like, what blasphemy is this? That is exactly what I thought now in 2020. I was like, what is... The song, and I knew, I knew before I listened to it, I was like, I know exactly where they're going with the song, but you had to have had someone think about this title, (laughs) you know? Um, So the title had me laughing from the beginning. (laughs) Um, So I did a lot of singing with like pre-recorded soundtracks. Sure. And the, there was a company called Praise Him that did a lot of those tracks. Right. And they did this one, but they sold it as Jesus doesn't care, parentheses, what you've done before. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably so, the route they should have taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad you had the same thought in 2020. Yes. Because... Oh, man. As soon as I saw it, yeah, I was like, oh, geez. Oh, boy. They did not think that song title through. So, yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> So what did you think of the song, though, when you actually listened to it? It was okay. Um, my biggest thing was I pictured them sitting on stools playing this mm-hmm. live. Um, so that's that was where my head went, like candles around, like this ni- or 90s style acoustic guitar picking. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I picture them doing live. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned Cry so many times in the song, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man. Well, but and the and the ironic and hilarious thing about that now that you say that, because the bridge is where they do that a lot. Right. And that's actually I had the back in the day I really liked the line, how many tears will you cry till you cry out to the father? Right, yeah. But then 
But then, now that you say that, it's hilarious because then, like, the background vocals go so many tears. So many tears. Yes, I wrote that down. So, yeah, from the start, it had me laughing. And then that lyric, I was like, oh, boy, man, that's... Uh, I mean, I like it, but yeah, it was it was a little uh, little cornball. <laughs> yeah, well, especially now, I'm sure then it was like because I thought it, you know, back then I was like, oh, this is a really good song. And yeah. It still isn't a bad song. No, it's not. It's not. It's just a little goofy. It's just funny when you really think about things like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's definitely a good like invitation song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just moment kind of song. Yeah, but I mean. It, Message-wise, in all seriousness, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Is right. Kind of the, the message here, and he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't care, care about your past. He doesn't, you know, care what you've done before, as long as you come to him. Which, um, yeah, it is a great message. Um, I guess I just don't like those, uh, <laughs> those uh, call and answer type things. So it's like, how many tears did you cry? So many tears. It's like that Chris Tomlin song, or it's, it's not even his song, but. Is he worthy? Yes. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a discussion for another time. Oh, yes. I'm sure we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll talk about hated Chris Tomlin songs. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, hold on to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds awful. People, Chris Tomlin's amazing. Oh, yes, totally, totally. We love Chris Tomlin, but we have some issues with some of his songs. So. Yes. <laughs> All in good fun, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Gone Are the ne- uh, Dark Days. Excuse me. Yes. Um, um, oh, so this it. one is one of those songs. It's like, it's a fairly simple, straightforward yeah. kind of lyric um, that, like, it hits you right at certain times in your life. That, like, yeah, you know, like, it's impactful at certain times, but it's just kind of like a, for me, it's kind of like a middle of the road song from their catalog that's really good. I enjoy it, but it's not one that yeah. really stands out. Uh, totally. Um, the first thing I put here, is this about Jesus or a man? Like that's how middle of the road I thought it was. And I feel like there's a lot of Christian songs that can do that. Uh, and I think do it on purpose. Um, don't, or whether it's a girl or a man or Jesus, uh, they don't want you to know because they want maybe mainstream play or something like that. Uh, so that was my first thing. Is this about Jesus or is this about a man? I've, I don't think I've ever had that thought about this song. I'll have to go back and listen I'm to sure it. I'm sure I'm positive it's about Jesus. I, I thought the course was long, though. Okay, yeah, I can see that. A bit much, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wrote, ages last until they breathe their last. First of all, the rhyme scheme, last and last. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's how life works. If you <laughs> breathe your last, you're not alive anymore. <laughs> I know that's picky, but I was just like, yeah, that's, that's how life works. <laughs> You're right though. The, now that I'm sitting here like singing through to my head, the chorus is long. Yeah. Like it almost feels like there's a bridge attached to every chorus. Right. Yeah. That's what I kind of thought. I was like, ah, oh, man, this, this is a long <laughs> chorus here. Yeah. And then there is a bridge too. <laughs> right. So, right. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> But it was, but, I mean, hey. it's a fine song. Like you said, it's its kind of middle of the road, nothing special, especially compared to some of the other songs that are on the album. Yep. And this, and so, uh, like I've said, we had the cassette tape first. Yeah. Um, and this was the, 
halfway point. So this was the last song on the first side. On A side, yeah. Okay. Which is funny because growing up with the tape, like that's how I still think about it. Like, oh, we're going to flip the tape now and sure. get to the next one. You know what I mean? <laughs> see, now, so. see, I have a record player, so now we flip the records. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some music's just better with a record player. What can I say? <laughs> so, uh, but with Gone Out of the Dark Days, if it is about Jesus, which I'm sure for them it is. I'm, um, I'm sure I'm sure it is. <laughs> my main takeaway spiritually is that the darkness of sin must flee when Jesus comes into our lives. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> not, the, now, now not, the, not the darkness of being single. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, too, there are certain words that kind of trigger that, like, oh, is it a person? Like, tender was the word right? in this one. That does that. Yeah. I mean, these um, words do describe Jesus. I'm not negating that but it is yeah. <laughs> it's just a little yeah. awkward <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so now we ver- we imagine turning over the cassette tape putting it back in our walkman or in the car radio whatever it is and sing a song comes on yes which is let me tell you when you are listening to this for the first time on a tape especially and it does the flip and you have the couple of seconds and then this song comes oh, on sure. you're like is this the same out? Al- like, is this still the same thing happening here? Like, I, what is going on? I could see that. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious, living in that very conservative Christian home, mm-hmm. how was this song received? Because it's an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Right. Um, so, my dad didn't have a problem with it. I don't think. My mom didn't really like it, but she really just didn't like the album as a whole. Sure. Um, there were definitely comments about like, this doesn't really talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that they knew that this wasn't their song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't at first. Right. I'm a, I, I'm a, um, I love looking at album liner notes. Okay. And so it was probably months or maybe even a year after we had this album that I was looking at it one day and I'm like, Everything else is copyright 96, and this song is 75. Like, right. what the heck is going on? And so then did some internet research and found out that it was indeed an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. It, growing up in, in a Christ, that conservative Christian home, like, we had no idea who they were. So, yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, but yes, it was five um, out of, it was part of the uh, top five Hot 100 in 1975. Um and around this time is kind of when Christian bands really, in my opinion, and I'm you know thinking of Audio Adrenaline, I'm thinking of, um, uh, well, Toby Mac, I guess, did it a few years later, and, and, and a bunch of people did, um, where they would take a song and, uh, you know, a popular song from back in the day and just re-record it. Um, Audio Adrenaline did this many t- I think on each of their albums, they pretty much did this. Um, Free run comes to mind right them, like. yeah free ride um yeah uh i think they did an underdog uh under yeah underdog um let my love open the door uh so it it was kind of popular among i, I mean the newsboys did it a few times some people took from bands and christian music and and redid them um uh-huh. i just remember at this period of time it was very popular kind of to do that I, lo- I love the song. I, you know, um, you know, I love the original version. I like this song. 
Um, you know, it's fun. It's upbeat. They make it funky right there. I mean, uh, the laughing on the track, though, was pure 90s, and I loved it. <laughs> so that was one note that I have, because um, during the instrumental, you know, yeah. you had yeah, because my dad and I used to always like talk about. Was that? Do you think they like meant to have that on there? Or did she just do that in the booth and they kept it? Like, yeah. you know, we always had this conversation. <laughs> did you ever yeah. do? Now I, I've heard laughter and music or ch- chatter or whatever it is. Have you ever, when you're singing along in the car, whether by yourself or with friends, do you start laughing with them? Like, <laughs> maybe making fun of them, not necessarily joining in. Yeah, I don't. Um, because I do that I all the time. I've done that. <laughs> there's other albums that like if there's like talking or something you just have it so memorized sure like, just do um i don't know that i've ever done that on this one though <laughs> funny. Yeah. oh my <laughs> I, uh, yeah it's definitely it's definitely super fun um and uh there's not, there's not really much spiritual significance to this sure. one i guess but sometimes you just need to have fun and that's okay yeah. too you know, I guess my takeaway on this one is like music is powerful. You sure, know? exactly. Sing a song, it'll make your day. <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I mean, I I think it's important to think about what you're putting in your head. And, and because music especially, it, it has a lasting effect on you. Like I can sit here and sing songs I learned when I was three, you sure. know, but I can't tell you what I learned in a class in college or something. You know, like so... Right. It's, it's just crazy how music has such an impact on your life. Sure. But. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Any road, any costs. Yes. I don't have many notes on this, so it must not have impacted me too much. Uh, the big okay. thing I said was key change after the bridge I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, lyrically, this is probably my favorite on the whole album, Okay. to be completely honest. It's probably like the most serious Lyric, one of them, there's another one coming up that's pretty serious too. Yeah. But um, so it's based really on the, the verse about taking up your cross and following Christ. Yeah. And um, the the first verse says about, it's really, it's talking about the disciples in the Bible, but, you know, leaving the safe and familiar with their hearts set on a heavenly prize. There were some who laid down their nets and there were some who laid down their lives. That's just always been very like poignant to me. Like it's, they didn't know when they laid down their nets, what was completely being asked of them i don't think and so relevant i mean even now um it's something that i'm kind of progressing with i would say i my faith i'm always challenging my faith um but this has been a big well i'm not always challenging my faith god's always challenging my faith um and this one what sticks out to me is I've been going through this right now. It's like, what am I willing to give up? What am I, because we're, we're going, I'm a part-time youth pastor. um, And the kids and I are going through, the students and I are going through um, acts. And so we see these people who are complete, you know, completely selling everything that they own in order for the mission to be completed by Peter and John. We're in the first few, uh, few chapters of that. And, I mean, it's just so incredible to see. It's like, am I giving up everything to follow Christ in my own life? Um, so maybe, maybe I was actually just really listening to the song rather than writing down my thoughts. Um, yeah. Cause I agree. I think that's something that was really prominent in the song. <clears throat> 
So, um, which I liked. And again, it's something uh, currently that I'm, uh, I won't say I'm struggling with, but I'm definitely thinking about in my own life, my personal life. Sure. And just from an arrangement and like production standpoint on this one, I thought the background, like the, the vocal arrangement on this one was stellar. Like the, the high notes in that, uh, last chorus, I mean, she kind of does it. Heather's the one that does the high stuff, but she kind of does it the whole way through, but it really like just shines through on that last chorus after the key change. Whew. Yeah, that's that key change was phenomenal. Uh, really, really loved that um, and loved hearing. Um, well, I mean, through the whole album, their harmonies and I mean, obviously they're very talented. <laughs> yeah. Shelly's the one that has lead on this one and she does a great job too. Like it's just, it's just a really, I think it's just a really standout moment for me on the, on the album. So yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, more to it than I, um, I thought. So, good stuff. All right, you are the answer. Is the track number eight? Yes, this one went number one. By the way. Oh, okay, awesome. So this song is I like for years. If you asked me like what my favorite song was, I would have said this song. You are the answer. <laughs> um, I still love it a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I just I like the overall, just the sound and the vibe of it, you know, from just the musical and production standpoint. I think Terry's vocals and the, the verses are just really good. She doesn't get a lot of chances to really shine on things that aren't like a ballady kind of song. Sure. So I think that's really cool. And I think the background vocals on this one really make it shine, too. So And like we said, that's one of the things that really sets these ladies apart is their harmonies are so, so good. Right, um, yeah. And it's just good all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have, I thought, <laughs> again, this is just me and my brain being silly, taking shots at other religions because um, they talk about the other religions, I think in the first verse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm totally teasing, but I, I get where they're coming from. Um, I thought it this is the reason why youth kids say the answer is always Jesus. Every question you are the answer is that lyric. And uh, I was like, oh, Jesus is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, just, just picking at it a little bit. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'll be the, the opposite end of that. Like, I don't think they're taking shots at other religions. I think they're trying to point out the futility of the other. Religions. Sure. Sure. No. And again, I was more just, yeah joking in my again in my head i have to go to a joke i don't know why i'm the only one that hears my inner thoughts (laughs) (laughs) i mean like you said jesus is the answer i mean as much as we joke about that being the sunday school um, trope like it is it's true you know it is Um, it is and he is the answer that a a dying world needs Um, sure so and this one like i said for a long time i i would have said this was my favorite song ever still no it was it was a good one it was a good um, one. But, like, it was one of those, you know, we said earlier that music really impacts, is very impactful. And this is one that even listening to it, as I was taking notes for this, like, I got goosebumps. I'm like, oh, yeah. I love this song. You know, like, it's just it's just so cool how that works. But, um, but yeah. And this is, one, <laughs> this is one that a group of us attempted to sing one time at a school concert, too. So. Oh, jeez. All right. So, nice. Um, <laughs> you have a good voice. I can't imagine that wasn't wrong. Uh... Uh, an eighth grade boy trying to sing in the original key. No. no. 
uh, yeah, it was not. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe if you did it now, maybe you'd, you'd be fine. Yeah, I've learned to like figure out a key that works better. There you that's, go. That's Perfect. I know you really don't think about keys when you're in eighth grade. So, no. yeah, I get this that. This is a song though, that, that I would be cool to hear somebody re-record now. Sure. Because even the track we used for that middle school concert, the guitar was like heavier than what they have on this on yeah. their recording. Yeah. So like I would love to hear it be a little more, a little heavier, a little more fleshed out. But yeah. anyway. Totally. I, I hear you. All right. Number nine. God forbid. Yes. Uh, I, the first thing I wrote, this is their dramatic song. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'd said it was convicting. Um, yeah. so I thought that was really nice and I love the solo piano. I love their voices. Um, when it, when it was like that. So, um, yeah. I, I really, I dug the song. Like I said, it was convicting for me, um, even now. So, <laughs> um, but I did say it was very dramatic. For sure. I, as a kid, this is probably the one that I skipped over the most just sure. because it wasn't that like happy, poppy yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yes. But like, what a song, you oh, know, yeah. like when you really dig into it, um, I wrote, it's simple yet intense is, yeah. is how I, how I describe that one. She kills the lead vocal. Like it's uh-huh. crazy. Yeah. Um, and I like the piano a lot as well, especially about three quarters of the way through where she's kind of, a little more dramatic in her voice and it's kind of like doing this like moving piano yeah. part. I think that's really great. And you're right. It's so super convicting yeah. um, that there, there was a line that says it frightens me to think that I could take you for granted. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. It's yeah, just, it's, it's just making God less. And again, that's another thing that really has been resonating with me. Um, Cause I'm reading through Isaiah. I've told you this. Um, and that is all about putting, things above God. Uh, and, um, just something I completely see in the world today. Um, and, and personally in my own life, I can see it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely one of those songs where I was like, (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) All right, God, you got me. Yes, for sure. So, but like you said, it was, it's a great song. I, I really loved it. Her voice is phenomenal in it uh as always but this one's just you know really focuses on it and then like i said i like the piano just kind of make sure the voices are prominent in it um they did a good job really well um arranged yes good stuff all right final song circle of friends this was a number one as well i cannot believe that I love this song just for like personal nostalgia reasons. Yeah. But I, I understand. Yeah. I would have thought um, any road, any cost would have gone to radio before this would have, but it didn't. I kind of understand um, why it went to number one. Unfortunately, with music, sometimes you have to go to the least common denominator. And I feel like that's what this song does. Um, yeah. I, I guess Shelly, who's in the in the band or was in the band, she's still in the band. Yes, she's okay. one that's still there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she said it was too kitschy, and I <laughs> I totally got it. I was like, yeah, it really is, um, like yeah. a kumbaya type song around the fireplace and or uh, yeah, the I fire pit and it's kind of a campfire moment. Yeah. yeah. 
Which, it, it has its place. I My big question was, is this a song that they should have closed with? And I don't think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think they kind of closed on a bad... Uh, not a bad note, but just... They could have done something else. Maybe switch 9 and 10. Uh, sure. I guess they wanted to... I can see that. I guess they wanted to keep it a little more up. Yeah. A little more... Not... Not, I don't want to say not depressing, but yeah. not like super serious at the end. Yeah. But I will tell you, when you go to their concerts, after Keep the Candle Burning, this is the one people sing along to the loudest. Like, no question. And I like, I love it. And especially if you were a fan of them back in the day, you will love this song. You know what I mean? No, um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. I have no problem with, you know, whether it's bands, whether it's movies, whatever going to that fan or going saying, okay, I know what you like. Let me put this together. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be this stuff, but you're going to eat it up. Um, I said it for the last star Wars movie. (laughs) I said, I loved rise of Skywalker. And that might be controversial to some people listening, but I loved it. But I will not say it's a great star Wars movie. Sure, sure. It has everything you want from a Star Wars movie. It's a it's a bunch of slop that's put together and we as pigs are going to eat it up because it's it's Star Wars <laughs> and we love all the stuff that's in there. Oh, it's got Lando, it's got, you know, Leia, it's got all this stuff. We're going to eat it up. I think that's what the song is doing. It's putting all this Christian stuff together and saying, "Here, eat the slop." It's not it's not pretty, it's not perfect, but you're going to love it. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, that's a little exaggerated. It, right. uh, slop might not be the best word for the song. No, I, don't think that's a, I don't think that's a good word, but I hear, I hear what you're saying for sure. And a lot of Christian artists do it. I'm not blaming Point of Grace for this. A lot of Christian artists just put something together and they know it's going to be, they're going to sing it at our concerts. They, they're going to make it a hit. Um, and hey, more power to you. If you can, if you can sell music that way that's fine do what you gotta do sure and again we have to remember this is like mid 90s sure absolutely (laughs) it definitely has that kind of vibe to it as well you know but like i've said too as a fan and growing up on this album i i loved the song back in the day and i still really like it awesome and honestly it's gotten the meaning of some of these lyrics has gotten deeper as i've gotten older too well you probably understand them more oh yeah the line i think uh, there's a line that says, I've spent so many lonely years just trying to fit in, but now I've found a place in this circle of friends. Like, yeah. as a kid, I was not, you know, I, like, did not have many friends oh. as a younger kid. And so, like, as I grew and, like, went to college and stuff, like, that was, you know, finding my people was, mm-hmm. like, a huge thing for me. And so that line is, like... You found your yeah. place in this world. Another yeah. album we might go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, but... And I... This is something I thought you would appreciate, especially during the times that we're living in right now. It also goes on and talks about how um, basically the family of God knows no racial or oh, geographical yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Like, um, I, I did. I absolutely 100% did like that. Um, uh, maybe the kitsch was just too much for me to really appreciate it. But yes, I did. And and that's biblical. You know, it says of all races, all nations are going to come and praise God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Um, I'm probably mixing verses together, but there you go. <laughs> Paraphrase. Yeah. The Kyle, the Kyle version. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I totally understand what you're saying about the, 
about all that. So, yeah. So that's Point of Grace, Life, Love, and Other Mysteries. Uh, we heard from someone who loves the album. We have uh, loved the album, loves the album. Someone who've heard it for the very first time just recently. Um, what do you guys say? What do you guys say as, um, as it holds up? You know, does it hold up to now? Well, I mean, there's always going to be some bias with this kind of thing. Because like I said, like just the, the nature of what we're, we're talking about in these first two episodes or so is, you know, it was my first exposure to CCM. So um, you have that. Plus, I mean, it, and probably because of that, probably because of the nostalgia of that and um, just the fact that that's like what, um, you know, it was my introduction. So it, I would still probably count that in my top five albums of all time. But looking at it with less uh, nostalgic eyes, I definitely see like the production is definitely 90s. It holds up better than their first two albums. Like those two, I love them. But you listen to them now and you're like, oh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was early 90s. Right. Um, this one isn't as bad as those in that respect, um, but it still has some of those 90s things going on. Um, their next album after this, I feel, has held up really well. Okay. So after that one, I feel like the production got us you know, much more modern sounding. Sure. Um, but for this one, it's definitely a product of its time. And, and I understand that, but however, it is still one of my absolute favorites. Cause I mean, you think people that like the Beatles are their favorite or a Motown artist is their favorite. Like those are very, very dated. Um, so I, I don't know, but anyway, I think, I think the the message, the overall message of the album is still something that is relevant today and that people still need to hear today. Um, I would love to hear them go back and like redo some of these, like maybe do an acoustic album or or do full production on a couple of these, because I think that some of them are still very relevant. The last I saw they were the last they toured was 2009. Uh, no, that's not correct. I just saw them last Christmas. Oh, OK. Oh, for Christmas, a uh, Christmas tour. Well, but I mean, they've, they've toured, not like major sponsored tours. Oh, okay. They've been doing concerts nonstop. So. Okay. Yeah. Last one I saw was with Brandon Heath, but I'm trying to remember the date and I can't. Um, okay, cool. Um, I mean, they still have a following. But yeah. Do they do Keep the Candle Burning just as itself or do they do it in a medley? Because that's what I saw. I saw that they did it in a medley. I think the last time or two that I saw them, it was in a medley. That's disappointing. It's such a good song. From an outside perspective, uh, first listen, like I said, there are some bops on this album. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Life, Love, and Other Mysteries, Keep the Candle Burning, uh, you know, the Earth, Wind, and Fire song that they, they, redid, uh, they redid, sing a song. Um, great songs like you said very uh very great lyrics stuff that's relevant today um very 90s though uh it's very obvious as mine 90s i i agree with you i think it'd be kind of cool to see them re-record some of the stuff or do um an album tour like some some bands do um and just up you know updated uh whether it's music or wh whatever they want to do um but yeah it was uh you know their voices are incredible there's no denying that um they can harmonize with each other very very well um 
I thought the music was great. I, I would say this is one I I might not add it to my listening uh, rotation or anything like that, but I, I really enjoyed listening to it. I had a good time. I was, like I said, I was dancing. Uh, I had some convicting moments. So uh, I think the album did what it was uh, supposed to do. So I, I think this one's a, a keeper. Um, definitely um, something I wouldn't mind listening to again. Again, it probably wouldn't go into my rotation, but that's just, I think, styles that I enjoy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this was fun. I, and I'm, I have to say, I'm glad you en- enjoyed it overall because yeah. I don't know if you do this, but when I love an album or love a song and I'm like, here, you need to listen to this. I get so nervous that there, yeah. whoever is going to be like, this is awful. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> Especially so, one that's this old. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I really, I really did. I, like I said, I was bopping around to it. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so next time, uh, will go with my album for album that first left an impression on me. Um, it's, I'll, I'll just say it's newsboys, not ashamed. Um, I can't wait to dive into that. Uh, you'll, and this is one that I have not listened to the whole way. Through. Okay. So there you go. So it'll be exciting to see your, um, your thoughts on it. I'll, I'll put my thoughts out there. So, uh, just picture little Kyle sitting in the back seat of his car, uh, not his car, his parents' car, listening to it very loudly. That's probably why I'm deaf. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not deaf, but I, Brittany can tell you, my wife, Brittany, she can tell you, I say what a lot. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm excited. This was awesome. Um, I'm so excited to keep doing this with you. This has been super fun. I can't wait till we do the next one. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully maybe somebody will listen to this and, hey. and uh, maybe find a new new album or new artists to listen to that they haven't heard before. Yeah. So. 100% agree. 100% agree. Thank you all for listening. Those of you who did, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we hope that you'll continue to listen, uh, subscribe, rate us. Um, if you enjoyed it, even if you didn't just tell us what we can do better. We are rusty. Yes. <laughs> we haven't done anything like this for, Ooh, for not years. together. <laughs> no. Like 12 years. So for years. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't think we were that rusty. I thought we kind of went right back into it. So, um, again, thank you all for listening and, uh, we'll be here next week.